Hey guys, welcome to another special edition of I'm No Expert, a craft beer podcast. I'm Chris Loudenslager, and every single week I pick a couple beers and a couple friends, well, more than a couple this week, and we talk about craft beer and whatever else comes to mind. Thanks so much for being a patron. If you are a patron, go to patreon.com to support the show even more. And if you're listening right now, it may sound a little bit different because I'm outside hmm. in the world. Very spooky. That last week was spooktacular week for Halloween. Uh, this is the first week in November, our first November show, and I, I think our first legit fall-ish day, maybe in Indiana. Perfect fall day. Perfect fall day. I think yes. the group would have no breeze. Cool, big, big crisp. Fire. Yeah. It's wonderful. Nice forty-five degree evening. We are outside uh, by a. And I have been made sure I say campfire. No. Bonfire! Oh, bonfire. Oh, I screw that up. We're not, not at a campsite. We're not, not at a campsite. Um, and a, a peculiar setup. I'm uh, First guest, why don't you introduce yourself? You're a regular. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Christian here for, you know, the millionth time on the show. I am happy to be a regular now. Um, I'm part of the, the, the club, the More Than Five Shows Club, I think, at this point. Oh, gosh. Um, Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to have to get a list together. I'm going to put that together, make some shirts, jackets. It just doesn't say some... just like 5 plus. Yeah, that's it. all it'll say. 5 yeah, plus. I it'll like say that, I'm yeah. no expert 5 plus. And then we'll make some kind of it'll be a, it'll be a Patreon gift, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk about it, but okay. I'm just happy to be here in front of this lovely bonfire. Guest 2. <laughs> Katie's two. back. <laughs> Whiskey. Even though we're here. <laughs> a little loud. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. It's fine. Um, guest number three. Uh, Mark Harper, special guest. Actually, Katie's dad. Uh, we've been trying to get together with Chris and have one of these get-togethers and talk about beer, and uh, here we are. Pleasure and, of their own home. Yes, and uh, guest number four. I'm Sherry. I am the significant other and the mother to Katie, and... Um, this dabbling Katie's father as well. So. <laughs> <That> <laughs> dabbling, <laughs> dabbling in something I am um, a little bit unfamiliar with, but excited to learn more. Are you? More, you're more of a wine drinker, right? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So, like diving into craft beers a little bit on the skittish side for you? Um, or? Not, I don't think skittish necessarily at this point because I do believe that um, people's palates grow and mature mm-hmm. and change and if you give it half a chance it will grow immature and change i find that happens a lot with the um wine drinkers in um, my experience and in my experience also i find that to be happening with me so i am a lot looking for forward to tasting some of these definitely um little hesitant but That's definitely okay. looking forward to it christian i mean you we've talked before about how your palate has like, drastically changed dram- dramatically changed because yeah. i think one time you were on the thing. show we did a whole sour show and you were like done love it because yeah. before that no beer hated it something about it no thank you yeah you know it's it's, it's weird because i've i've i feel like i've you know haven't had enough time to really um, explore everything. You know, I don't. I don't have that experience of saying, "Well, I don't like this style. I like this style. I don't like this style." But what, for me, what it was before was, you know, coming in and, and saying, "If it's not a sour, I'm probably not going to like it." 
didn't we kind of figure out that it was probably the hops that you just didn't like? You know, I think it was. I would think it was. You know. The fact that it may be... I don't think we ever identified what no, it was. I think we have to do some um, scientific... But now I'm, I'm trying more things, expanding my palate. Um, I've had I some... think that's so important. I really do. And yeah. Anything like this is learning to not cringe if something tastes a little bit different. Yeah. And to open up that palate a little bit and be willing to learn and to experience some different flavors. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I, I think be, just being on the show so many times has kind of helped you know widen that that experience for me a little bit because yeah it's it's i would have never said well i'm gonna try this just to try it because i I think i would have been probably pretty uh you know scared to say oh let's just dive into this particular beer but i'm glad that i'm here and we're i've got some mystery beers to try it definitely it definitely is like with craft beers uh, definitely a lower barrier to entry because i mean if you get into something like wine you could easily drop $50, $60 $50, on a bottle of wine and not know what it is. And then yep. all of a sudden open it and say be like... that was true. <laughs> and be like, oh, shit. I just wasted all that money on some grapes that I don't like. Where, I mean, you could spend $50, $60 on a bottle of craft beer. But most of the time, you don't really need to spend that much to find something really, really good. No. I don't think the variety is the same. I, I mean, no. I think you're comparing apples to oranges, really, when it comes to wine and beer. I don't think the variety is the same. But I the mean, concept of trying. Kind trying, of, yeah. is, absolutely. So you're yeah, saying the variety absolutely. of wine is less than the variety of craft beer or the other way around? The other way around. So more more variety of wine yes. than craft beer. Yes. Do you think that'll yes. change? I think we're in the right oh, spot, Oh, I think though. it might change, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I think that with the popularity of microbreweries and craft beers and so forth I think that the art of beer making is getting way more um, technical I don't know if that's the right word to use but um, more artistic I don't know but I think it's growing definitely that you don't just have your IPAs and your lagers you also have subdivisions of all of those things it seems Mm -hmm. today yeah Yeah. so it's growing it's definitely growing which is a good thing oh yeah especially in indiana you know having said that um indiana the last i i looked into it is the number one state for craft breweries so we have no lack of of uh interesting beers that we have a chance to try and uh being a beer maker myself um we are um Definitely, going to have a lot of different flavors that we can look forward to in, in the beer market in in this state, anyway. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, so, speaking of fall, speaking of bonfires, not campfires. We're not at a campground. Yes, we have a bonfire. Um, Which Katie is very adamant about the di- difference between those two <laughs> things. <laughs> All right, we can call it a campfire if you guys want to call it a campfire. Well, we can just, can't we just like put a tent right out back here? Yeah, that's yeah, what I would say. A big backyard, a lovely patio. Just throw a, t- a tent back there. We'll call it a campfire. Did you, right. Didn't you guys like ever like go camping in the backyard? It's oh, always yeah. a campfire. Yeah. A bonfire oh. to me is like a huge mountain bonfire See, that's, thing. That's my A that's, campfire that's my is what we are sitting in front of now. Yeah. Okay, it's a campfire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and in Indianapolis, we have had uh, camping. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I mean what's our our theme this week is what are great beers to have 
while you're sitting in the fall around a bonfire, campfire, space heater, uh, <laughs> a small collection of candles, matches, matches. Uh, maybe you're barbecuing outside. Yeah. Yeah. I know that my dad loves to barbecue in the fall because when you stand out next to the barbecue, you're not cold. You're barbecue. So... These are a collection of beers that we've gotten. We're starting out with a local beer. This is from Triton Brewing out of Lawrence. Christian actually was gracious enough to bring this along. Yeah. It's kind of our starter one. This is going to be the most tame, hopefully, out of the five beers we're going to have tonight. Oh, boy. Um, now, let me let me ask you this. You know, you, you define a campfire beer. I mean, how do we – can we mm. define a campfire beer? Well, see, that's the question. This fall, that's That's you know. right. I defined it bonfire beer, bonfire, Sorry. a little bit, a little bit stylistically. So as we go through the beers, we'll kind of see a trend of style, um, and ABV a little bit because you're outside, you're cold, mm-hmm. and we're gonna also talk a little bit about some history of a couple of the styles of beers as well, which okay, will cool. also kind of coincide with the the season as well as kind of the fall transitioning into winter months of actually what beers were brewed traditionally in those months and why were they that's why that's why i felt so inclined to buy this particular this particular i feel like we're transitioning into that season now what do you what did you bring i bought the uh triton's gingerbread brown Mm -hmm. um so i thought this was a pretty good a pretty good transition into into november you know i i don't i don't want to accept that it's holiday season yet because no. it's just always a crazy, crazy thing to, like, all of a sudden be like, oh, well, it's a week from Thanksgiving, and I do not feel like it's winter yet. But now I, I feel it's like we're kind of... It's not winter yet. No. It's not winter yet, no. right, officially. We're so, in the midst of uh, good fall right yeah, now. Yeah, so I felt like this may be a good starting beer to kind of get our palates ready. I yeah. love it. So, I think so. Do we all, all right. just want to try? You wanna, yes. Shall we clink clink? Uh, we can hear a wave. A wave will start wave. this way. Oh. And I'll Boom. Clink. Boom. Clink. Clink. Boom. Clink. See, that Perfect. worked. We didn't break a glass. We're off to a good I start. I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're okay. Mm. Definitely taste that ginger. Mm. Oh, yeah. Not too sweet. Gingerbread Oh, man, that's good. You like this a lot. I do like it, yeah. Because I, well, I guess I, I kind of cheated a little bit. I, I had a sample of it at, at Triton. <laughs> and uh, because I wanted to make sure it was like, because so, I, okay, here's my here's my thought process. I went in and I, I was debating between two. Because they have a Halloween beer, they Ooh. claim it's a Halloween beer, that's a peanut butter beer. Peanut butter. Peanut butter so for I, Halloween. Yeah. Sure I'm going for that. So I tried <laughs> that. I didn't feel like it was enough peanut butter. Okay. So then I said, okay, well, we'll put that one over here. Let me try the gingerbread. Because I wanted something that was like like a good fall winter beer. Try mm-hmm. the gingerbread. Immediately felt the gingerbread and said, that's what I'm going to do. I'll tell you, gingerbread seems to be a major uh, trend this fall. I've mm-hmm. seen commercials on TV about gingerbread coffees and oh. coffee flavoring. And I think gingerbread's a major it's almost the new uh, pumpkin spice. I oh. think so, yeah, yeah. I think so. So we're going to go from pumpkin spice season to gingerbread season yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. Well, I think I, so. Yeah. I like gingerbread. I like the idea of gingerbread better than pumpkin any day. But having said that, I don't taste gingerbread at all in this. Uh, no, okay. You taste the ginger, though. Yeah. And, and pumpkin spice has definitely been a trend this year. There were several pumpkin spice beers available. Well, pumpkin's always around during the... 
Halloween and fall season, but gingerbread's an interesting mix. It's it's like the ramp up to Christmassy. Mm. Do you Almost. taste gingerbread though? Do you taste it? I don't know if I do. Mm-mm. I don't know if it's a, if it's if I taste a, a gingerbread cookie had been dunked in here. Yeah, you know, if we no, drowned no. a gingerbread yeah. cookie in here, but no, it's but a little like bit of the ginger. Um, like if you ground ginger, yeah, you know, real like a... it. It's it's a little <clears> bit <throat> like um, like uh, candy ginger to me, like crystallized ginger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was I was gonna say I was gonna say on the on the terms of talking about spice, like pumpkin spice, I get a spice. I get here. a spice in this. And I was yes. wondering if it's maybe they mm-hmm. intentionally threw in some spices. Yeah. Or if it's the spice from the ginger. Like a ginger yeah, snap almost, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So instead of yeah. a ginger, yeah. you know, gingerbread, have... it needs to be a ginger snap. Yeah, right. I definitely have a spice in there. And I think that's why I'm saying I don't taste the ginger because I don't equate ginger with a, necessarily a spicy spice. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of spice, I think of like almost Mexican hot spice. Okay, and like a chili I'm not, spice. I'm not getting that from this, so it doesn't mean that it's not there. I just have to get my taste buds over to the yeah. um, non-spicy spice. Yeah, because I'm tasting the spice too, but I honestly have to say that if I didn't know it was ginger, I wouldn't be able to. I don't think point I could out, either. Oh. Ding, ginger. Yeah, ginger. No, I yeah. would agree with you. So definitely getting yeah. the, the the porter undertones with a little bit of citrus to it yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think you're right yeah. on that. Got a little bit of citrus. Yeah, in there. I think that's what I was thinking too. There was something yeah. different about that that I was. Yeah, there's a little bit mm-hmm. of like orange or. Um, it's on the it's on the aftertaste. It's something. Yep. It's on the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smooth, yeah. Little a nice bit of citrus. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So after we talked about all the all the things that may be in it, I actually have their little snippet from their website here about their about the beer itself. Okay. It's, uh, Were we wrong? Well, I, I don't know. Here, let me let me just let me read it. So yeah, it's let's hear what you got. To so here's Triton. So they say. Our spiced brown ale, brewed with cloves, cinnamon, allspice, and ginger, cloves. just in time for the holidays. This unique brew is from the mind of Brewer John, deliciously sweet, spicy, earthy beer, here to help you enjoy family. Aw. Aw. And it's a 6.2. Okay. 20 IBU and 28 SRM. Uh, yeah, 28 SRM. I don't know what SRM means. I have never heard that acronym uh, before in my life. I haven't heard that phrase either. Google that. Weird. Let's, yeah, let's take a look. I mean, so I, it's a so it's an it is a brown ale, not a porter, and the clove is mm-hmm. that was the missing. That's what I couldn't well, figure out. Well, is it just me too? But is clove now being brewed in a lot of darker beers? Is that clove just me? is very popular right now for a I lot love of things. Cloves. Uh, it seems like that's been a hot ingredient that's come up a lot um, lately. Uh, that clove seems to be in a lot of. It could just be me. Cloves is a very, very strong, very yep. potent, yeah, uh, herb, and it's just delicious. Yeah. Actually, mixed with orange is is a good combination. Yeah, Actually, excellent yeah. combination. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you said citrus, and I almost got the idea of citrusy, like a pithy orange. Yeah, because you're like it's, uh, like it's I'm like chewing on the. the it's a rind. little bit of bitterness yep. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, SRM stands for Standard Reference Method, or it determines the specific beer color. Mm-hmm. So if you're from the, the design world, it's basically like Pantone code. 
So what was the number? So what this was the... This is a 28 SRM. 28 SRM. So I assume that is a darker color spectrum. I was going to say, do we know what the spectrum is? is yeah, like what is 28? To, what does that mean? Yeah, where does that lie on like a... On a scale. You said what was it? It was 28. 28. It would be in the color range of a porter. Um, because 29 is where a stout lies. Oh, okay. What's the highest you can go? 40 plus Imperial Stout. Imperial Stout. It's like a really That's dark... Basically like motor oil level. Okay. Molasses. Yeah. Like really viscous. <laughs> like just, just dark thick. black crude oil. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I think is cool that we're in front of a bonfire. So you can got to hold your glass up and see through it because you got that powerful... Well, some semi-powerful light. I think it's actually a nice color. So, I, well, that's kind of, that scale's kind of yeah, that def- yeah, that definitely defines to me, it more of an ale too cool. because the porters are much darker. Mm-hmm. It just it's it's because it's more of a brown ale because it's just lighter mm-hmm. and mouthfeel. It's not that's like heavy porter style on the tongue, really. Now some of the new porters are light are are a little bit lighter now mm-hmm. with more chocolate and and coffee flavors. Chocolate to and them. coffee, interesting points. We'll get to some, hopefully, chocolate and coffee beers. Oh, okay. Um, a little teaser. So, Ooh. Mm, see, I'm just, it's, this is becoming a real show. <laughs> oh, boy. This is a real show. This is going to be a big show. I have to say, the more that really I the show. more that I taste this, the more I can get the ginger out of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what that oh, means, I, yeah. but uh, I think... The ginger, the ginger is over... It really <laughs> takes over the taste. <laughs> We've yeah, got Daddy-O trying to light more, a cigar. The more I gonna, taste yeah. it, the more I can pick out the ginger. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's go yeah. around in the standard uh, I'm no expert rating scale. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Would you buy this again? You may not want to start with me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Christian, <laughs> would you buy sure. this again? Because you're the one who bought it originally. Yes, yeah, so this is from my, my, my growler. So I, I would say I would I'd refill this again. Mm. Yeah, I would. I would like closer to a holiday, maybe as a Thanksgiving beer. Mm. You know, like I'll take this probably to my family Thanksgiving. Kind of let everybody dabble, if yeah. you will. Would you uh, want to get this in a pint glass? Like when you, if you go to try to get your growler fill up, would you also want to try it on tap? Considering what they, what else they have there, I probably wouldn't. Oh, um, okay. They have the. They have a. They have a. I just saw as well. They have a bomber of a, of a sour. I really like. Mm. Um. So that's that's a whole nother <laughs> that show. That wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. But no, I would not get another pint of this. But I would get a growler to entertain with. Okay. Katie, yeah. same questions. Um, would you buy this? I would probably say no. I think the citrus tones in the beer are a little bit much for me. It's not something I've ever been a fan mm-hmm. of. Um, and no, if I were to get a little taste tester visiting Triton, um, I'd probably pass on it too. As even just in, So this in general was just kind of... It was definitely a good starter, but... Um, Probably not something that I would buy again. Okay. Okay, right. if, my, if I may interject, uh-huh. um, the Colts just won. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Being Colts fans, we, uh, we just ju- put uh, Denver out of the unbeaten ranks. Good. And uh, that says a lot about the offensive coordinator, but let's go back to beer. This isn't a sports, <laughs> this isn't a sports show. Let's, oh. let's make this perfectly clear. We had one rule coming in. <laughs> but we're happy. Let's... All good. Right. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, keep the mood flowing for the night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Okay. It's like I think cherry. the question goes to Mark. Uh-huh. Well, if I was to buy this beer again, uh, uh, well, would it would buy depend on what again? I was having to eat with it because I'm, for me personally, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big gingerbread fan at mm-hmm. all, and uh, or ginger for that matter. But I do like 
ginger and some of the beers that ginger gives some beers a very nice um, mellowness and uh, it, it doesn't always work in all beers but um, this one this one actually is pretty good whether I'd buy it again uh, I'm not sure but it does have a good flavor to it, it has a good finish very smooth so you, you mentioned um, buying it if you knew you were going to eat something so follow up question would you want to do a pint of this somewhere if it was like on tap would you do it then you, you know what this might and, and maybe not but this might be a good beer to have for dessert with pumpkin pie Ooh. oh okay okay, right. that, okay. That, I, not that's having, actually really yeah. interesting not having done it this might be a good a good beer to have with pumpkin pie Okay. Man, okay. Yeah. Cool God, I just around. want a piece of pumpkin pie now. Woo! <laughs> 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 With whipped cream. Oh. <laughs> that actually is really interesting, yeah. although I don't like pumpkin pie either, but that oh, I love really pie. sounds like it would mm-hmm. go good. Yeah. Yeah. Would, Ooh. Yeah. All right. Last but not you, least. Um, I, what, what's your question? Would you buy this again? And if it was somewhere on tap, would you order a pint of this out and about somewhere? Um, I think I would buy it again. And again, if it was something that was appropriate for what we were serving or um, doing, but no, I would not buy a pint of it. No. Okay. It's too heavy for me. Mm. Okay. But okay. again, that's my taste. I would. Beer. I would be in the middle. I think you and I think of. See, no, I'm, I'm a weird because I would not buy this to have in a growler because, mm-hmm. A, my precursor, I know what Triton has a lot mm-hmm. of times, and there's stuff that I'd rather have in a growler. Okay. But if I had unlimited supply of growlers, yes, I would do that. But I would <laughs> get this eating somewhere at a restaurant. I would pair this with something, especially now if I was yep. going into, like, yep. a seasonal menu somewhere, maybe, like, a heartier, like, a roast beef dish. I think this would pair well because it's light enough for me. But Actually, I I agree with you. I thought about roast beef, too. And I think that's really important. And being a wine person, I think it's really important for people to realize that they can pair their beer choices with their food choices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People always do that with wines, which is very common and well-known. That the wine is always better with the food that you choose. It all goes together. And I think that if people look at that the same way with the beer, as opposed to just getting a pint, you know, and having a beer at night or whatever, if they can look at their beer choices with their food choices, they would have a much better experience. Yeah, I agree. I think think it almost boils down to to just general education because, I mean, you you talk to most people and they can kind of figure out, okay – a white wine compared to a red wine generally and then you have the breakdown of red wines and the breakdown of white wines and those different right. types i mean right. you, most people can kind of feel their way around in the dark with something like that right you drop somebody a list of beers and it's like lager ipa double ipa saison farmhouse stout porter imperial porter they don't know uh, what it's they're like, doing uh i don't know any of yeah. this because it's like a whole new scale that they that people aren't familiar with. Right. And so it's I, all education. Right. It's all tasting, comparing, um, you know, having this beer with this food and, and 
comparing. And I think that the person who is presenting that beer should have some education in what would go best with the food. Yeah. But again, I think we're getting off the track. But That's okay. Yep, um, that's okay. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break because we've got a lot of beers to go through. Um, and we are going to probably throw another log in the fire and we will be right back. I'm no expert, a craft beer podcast. This week, bonfire beers. Outside at Katie's parents' home that they graciously opened to the show. They're on the show. And Christian and Katie are here as well. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're back. Okay, we're going to go around. Just say, just, I'm going to point to you and you say your name so everybody, all the audio listeners can know your voice. Sherry. Mark. It's like roll call. Katie, here. Christian, here. 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 here present. <laughs> present and accounted for. And accounted for. I am here. I am not tardy as I normally am in school. So, um, so we wow. are literally yeah. sitting outside a roaring bonfire. Oh, man. Yeah, it's good. It's nice and warm and toasty. And we are talking about beers that would be good for a cool fall night as it is. Now, uh, we started out with a beer from Triton. Next up is a beer from literally my favorite brewery slash gypsy brewer. If you've listened to the show, you know that I have a love affair with Evil Twin Brewing. Uh, They're my favorites. Not a local to Indiana, but definitely you can find them here. Um, This is called Femme Fatale Noir. It is a Brett's Black IPA at a 6% ABV. And we talked a little bit about... um, Styles and Brett is short for uh, Brettomyces, which is the actual yeast strain mm. for uh, for brewers yeast, and it's a little bit wild, a little bit weird, so it can kind of be hard to work with, and it can kind of give you kind of some funky, interesting flavors, some stuff that pops up uh, randomly in the beer uh, that you wouldn't normally get out of uh, a normal brewer's yeast. Hmm. So um, I think we should just sort of you know, do our round Try table. Uh, uh, cheers. The wave cheer. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. Perfect. Boom. Okay. All right, let's try. Oh. I like it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, it's got a little... A little sp- yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just we just set up in our chairs. It's got a little spice in there. I think. Up all at the might. same time. I like it. What this 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 Ooh. isn't grapefruit, is it? I'm tasting. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I get again like the last beer. I get like the pith of grapefruit. Yeah. I don't get a citrus note of grapefruit. I get like I kind of just I'm not, I, I took a big bite out of the skin almost. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. It's right on top. Yeah. Oh boy, this is, I mean, it's just like, I feel like it's a little bit darker than the one we had before. Um, doesn't have a particularly oh, yeah, special smell. No, like, it doesn't. No. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, and then he kind of hits you. The, the nose is pretty secluded, yeah. I think, for Ooh. for being kind of this odd. 
It definitely has an, an odd sort of twang to mm-hmm. it. That's exactly what and I... Yeah. The, the twang overwhelms the traditional IPA taste. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that traditional IPA preservative taste that you would normally get. Mm-hmm. A cleaning fluid uh, aftertaste that yeah, you get with yeah. some some IPAs. It's yeah. Like, no, mm, <laughs> I just drank some Clorox. Just, yeah. or well, there's tri- a reason for that, yeah. that, that, I, that preservative, but uh, that gives it that flavor. But uh, yeah, this is um, this is very good. This is different for a black IPA. Now, would we say that that twang is part of that yeast strain mm-hmm. that we, we talked about? Now, Mark, being a, a home brewer, does that particular strain of yeast mean anything to you? The twang? Yeah, like the, the yeast that kind of coincides with that, that twang a little bit. Would you say that's a... Well, mostly I would say what they did was they took a traditional IPA and they uh, they changed the hops a little bit and maybe added a little bit of a, uh, a fruit um, extra to it. I mean, you got, you know, when you make beer, you can, you can make a traditional beer and then add, you know, there are a lot of different fruit flavors and just add a hint to it and gives it a little bit different uh, um, bittersweet taste. Yeah. Bittersweet, yeah. That's I, that's what I'm I th- tasting yeah. in this. It's like yeah. bittersweet almost. Because grapefruit is probably the closest closest description that I can find to what's happening on um, uh, on the back of my throat, but it's I don't know, but it's at the same time not grapefruit. I can't figure it out. It's probably as close to grapefruit as but I like can a probably rind, describe. A, a fruit, but a rind of a citrus fruit. Like, yeah, but yeah, like maybe it is the earlier. fact that yeah. it's more just the the bitter rind that that's there yeah. as opposed to um, the fruit itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get grapefruit definitely on the finish, but I get vanilla on the nose. Oh, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it does have a very like the head is. Pretty. I mean, if we if you swirl it, it's yeah. has some it has some head retention, so it's mm-hmm. kind of there. So there's a that sweet thing that you were saying, Mark. It's almost like a, a vanilla mm. kind of a thing on the nose. Just a slight. Not yeah. in the least on the on the tongue or on the finish. <laughs> you don't get that at all. But on the nose, there's a vanilla kind of a thing going on. Kind of mellows out that. Mm. That bittersweetness. Yeah. A little the bit. only sweetness to it is the smell. So it's not so tart. The only sweetness to it, act, perfect. Yes, Katie, I would agree completely. The only sweetness to it is on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you almost have to sort of like inhale like you do as you're as you're wine, as you drink it, wine. Yeah. You you really can get mm-hmm. the most out of yep. it while you which is breathe in yep. as you swallow. Yep. Yeah. But it does Which not is... take away from the IPA. You you still got that traditional no, IPA flavoring yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, you can still taste that IPA. But if you parts. do that, if you mm. taste the beer and inhale as you're sipping it, you get the aroma, you get the bouquet <laughs> of the beer. Mhm. Ooh. The and bouquet then you get of the beer. And then you get the <laughs> finish, Ooh. which is way different. Than the nose, yeah. And again, yeah, it's got like a. It just keeps getting very much stronger like and stronger tasting. as, yeah. you, as yeah. you continue to drink. I, I want to say it's got you know, and this could be completely off, but I'm getting like a like if you not as aromatic as a Christmas tree, but like when you bite into the if I don't know, you're not biting into a Christmas tree, you're not eating leaves of a Christmas tree, but like the bitterness you'd get from a leaf, you know, like a leafy green, if you will, but it also has maybe like a, like a juniper bitterness. Okay, maybe. so more like a gin. Yeah, like a gin juniper. This sort this kind of reminds me a little bit, just with the bitterness and the 
The fact that it's a little more aromatic, kind of, but not too aromatic. Do you like it? I don't particularly like it, but I'm going to drink the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, that's yeah. the rule on the well, show. That's the rule. I know, but like, <laughs> like normally, <laughs> at this point, it's it's going to be, it's not hard for me to put this down. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Where before, you would have had before to Before, I'd have to choke it, it like, down, you know? It was just... Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Surely you're not choking this down now, Kristen. No. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying this. This is nice. I, I'm impressed. I It's it's pretty tasty. Yeah. It yeah. almost reminds me of a grapefruit. It reminds me of, as, as a kid... And my parents are gonna then call me after they hear this episode. They didn't like force me and our and the rest of our siblings to like eat grapefruit, but we would get uh, because of the our connection with the FFA. We got our produce sales that would come in, so we'd have like a garage full of grapefruit, of really good grapefruit. Ooh! And so we would have for for breakfast or for dinner a half a grapefruit, and so I kind of like developed the taste because you give like raw grapefruit in a segment to somebody and they're like oh it is so like like bitter and it's it's just tastes awful and people can't do it so a lot of people put sugar on their grapefruit. right so yeah. so but, follow, so follow up with, with the sugar on weekends our special thing was if we were having grapefruit my dad <laughs> would take a half slice of grapefruit and sprinkle brown sugar on oh, top ooh, of yummy. it sugar. and yeah. then broil it <gasps> oh so yummy. it was like brulee on top and this kind yep. of Reminds me of exactly like that. It's like sweet yeah. at a certain point. Almost a burnt great almost a burnt a burnt thing. Uh yeah. I like know. Caramelized. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like right. burnt, you like, nailed it. Like, and then you and then you get it. through the layers and then at the bottom yeah. you're like, Oh, this is just a different taste altogether. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. But it. I have to say so, though, there yeah. there's nothing like a tree ripened fresh piece of grapefruit. I know, I was gonna say they do I have a little bit for, different taste to them. But you have that caramelized but to have I that think caramelized is what, taste. what you're talking about yeah. is that caramelized sugar. Sweetness. So you have that sweet, yeah. bitter Ugh. thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that nails it on this beer. I really do. It's like um, that. Because you have that almost burnt kind of a um, aftertaste, that burnt finish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not bad. It's just, if you like it, it's great. If you don't, then it's well, awful. It's not your yeah. not your beer. Yeah, yeah. The the beer itself, the the actual name of the beer is what again? Femme Fatale Noir. So is the Noir part an added part yes. to in another beer? There is a Femme Fatale uh, OG. Okay, a base, um, if you a will. base Femme, Femme Fatale, which I've had before, which I don't know what it is. But I have had it in the past. So do you? I, in my eyes, I would say the Noir is kind of like connotates me a darker tone. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is the Femme Fatale caramelized a little bit. They left it in the tank a little bit longer, you know, or, or whatever. Left it somewhere for a little bit longer. Put it on the back let it, burner. And let it get bit. a little hotter, you know, yeah. let it kind of yeah. boil a little bit, yeah. get that caramelized taste. Yeah. Then they, they bottled it. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit longer of a process, but I think it's, you know, caramelized a little bit. Yeah. You know, like a little... You can definitely taste that caramelizing thing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go around. Christian, what do you think? I wouldn't um, I wouldn't buy it again, um, nor do I think I'd have a, a pint of it. I don't know if it even comes in a pint because it's a bottle. It, uh, let's pretend. Let's pretend. Let's pretend. Okay, I, I don't think I would. I'm not to say that I wouldn't drink it, though, if someone gave it to me. 
Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. That went down very quickly. Um, I would definitely buy that in the stores as well as enjoy a pint of that um, anywhere. Mark? Oh, definitely. I'm a IPA fan, and black IPAs especially are are, are more. Uh, they're they they've moved away from the traditional IPA with the black IPAs, but um, they're doing you know, some of the black IPAs you can get out there are exceptional, and this is this is one of them that I would I would try again. Yeah. Last but not least, I would I would too. I think I would. And again, this goes back to my um, the fact that my palate has changed, and I really like those IPAs and that slight bitterness on the end, which I think is the grapefruit in this mm-hmm. instance, um, is very good. And yeah, I think I would I would purchase this definitely. Oh, yep. I mean, I mean, I did buy this, and I, I, I would buy it again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's Evil Twin. I mean, you'd buy anything. I, I buy it. Twin, I, yeah, yeah, seriously. I just Love was, Evil Twin. I just was really surprised by this. I think it was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, keep all of your thoughts in mind because we'll have a a uh, well at the very end of the show. We're gonna kind of define the question that Mark put. What actually defines a campfire? Excuse me, <clears throat> bonfire beer. <laughs> So so keep 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 everything in mind. Keep everything in a in a brain silo somewhere of each of these beers because we're gonna at the very end of the show. I'm gonna ask you guys, okay, this which beers actually qualified as a bonfire beer? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take a, another quick break, grab our third beer, and we will be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to I'm No Expert, a craft beer podcast. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, there went the flashlight. That we're flashlight because we're outside in the dark next to a bonfire. Mm. Campfire. Under the stars. Campfire. Under the stars. Oh man. I, don't, I, think, I really don't think you could engineer a better night. No. You know, like right before it starts to get really cold, you know, we're, we're a little bundled up with some blankets around. Got blankets. Can we see our breasts yet? Can you? Can you see your breasts? Breasts. Breasts. Well, my, my breath is really hot because I just had some, some chili. We've got some nice soup on the stove and some warm blankets. Oh, and, man. Oh, yeah. We're like well, we're ready to go. We're in it now. Just, just cozy. Cozying it up. Yeah. Cozying it yeah, up. That's this, I think this is what the show should be called. It's just cozy. Cozy beer. Just cozy. Just cozy. Cozy. That's it. <clears throat> Maybe I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. Figure it out. I don't know how this works. Okay. What am I? What do I look like? Some kind of expert <laughs> at these things? No. How to do this? What are we what even are, doing? I don't even. I'm just covered in cables over here in the corner. Um. Anyway, we are outside talking about uh, great beers from Bonfire. Our next beer up is from. It's actually a collaboration between uh, Stillwater Artisan Ales and mm. Hofden Dorsal. Hoftendorstel. Hoftendorstel. Uh It is a farmhouse stout ale at six point five percent. So we're we're turning the die a little bit on the ABV. Turn that okay. up a little bit. Um, this is a farmhouse style, mm. which is typically done um, as the name provides in um, 
traditionally like more rural areas, but it is done into the winter months. So you get it's a, a winter style that's a little bit spicy, a little bit earthy, a little bit tart. That's kind of the general idea behind farmhouse. Okay. In general. Um, that's all I know about this beer. That's about it. That's. Uh, Do you know what the SRM is on it? Uh, um, I would say uh, Pantone code hashtag zero zero one F two three six. Okay. What is that? It is that <laughs> right? Like a, is that accurate? I don't know. Like a, that like a dark chocolate. Like a seventy percent dark chocolate. Like color. I'm looking for a number between maybe zero and like fifty. <laughs> Oh, no maybe letters. somebody has that hashtag. I, 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 I don't know. Something. No, thirty-two. Thirty-two. Throw thirty-two out Perfect. there. Perfect. I don't. Okay. I don't bad. believe that SRM bullshit anyway. What are oh. they using? Like a spectrometer? Yes, here? they are. They are really, really hard. Those are expensive. Yeah. That's Do you why think all these it? craft brewers have a spectrometer that they're lasering yeah. into their beers? And they are well, definitely this... looking at color. Huh? Yep. There, color okay. is well. Color is big. Really. The the spectrometer? Is a big deal. Isn't yep. what people really care about though is just what it tastes like. Well, that's why we're here because yeah. it's the I theater mean, of the mind. You can't see it. That's if we that, can. I, you can't. It, that's like I think that's a big argument right now with um, craft beer, and more recently, I read an article about millennials. Ick, hate that word. Me but too. millennials yeah. um, who are getting into wine. Ah. How there's almost this like backlash against sommelier culture. How people really don't care where the the grapes were grown and what season and you know what year and what vintage. It's either do I like this wine or do I not like this wine? And that's kind of the, the debate in craft beer now is there's people who are like like me personally, do I like it, do I not like it? And then there's people who are like, okay, why do I not like it? What is the actual flavor profile that I'm picking out that I do not like? What is the reason for me not liking it? Sure, but are you going to like or not like a beer based on its color? No. I wouldn't say that you would generally uh, pass that. Would I, uh, I would. I think your initial impression is going to have a huge impact on okay. on whether okay. or not you're going to like a beer initially. Okay. I would agree with that 100%. Okay. Like you come into some people who are like, they look at a dark stout or a dark porter and they're like, nope, I'm not going to like it. I'm going to hate it. It's going to be the worst thing ever. That's okay. true. And then they try right it and they're before. like, well, I did not not like it. But it, that whole mindset... But First on the other side, on the other side, if you're looking, if people are, who are more, um, uh, and I'm doing quotes right now, I know you can't see them, <laughs> but I'm doing quotes, educated on beers or wines, and again, mm-hmm. you know, this is a beer thing, but if you're looking for certain criteria, and you're looking for you know, what it should be like if it's made from certain, you know, hops or whatever, and it should be like this or it should be like that. If you're, if you're a technical person, then yeah, I think that it will affect your decision on whether or not you like it or you don't like it. If it's a well-made beer, I suppose. What'd you say? So it might have some kind of influence, I suppose. I think it will have an influence. I do. I think it does have an influence on on your perception of whether or not the beer is good, bad, or middle, or you know whatever. Probably, um, yeah, it goes along start with ta- when you start talking about hops. There are people out there 
who start looking for is it a Cascade hop? Is it a Columbus hop? Is it a you know, citrus hop? And that makes a difference in how the beer's going to taste. So, well, and I'm sure other influences are around aroma and oh, what do you absolutely. call it? Like the, like the head consistency or the head, head retention, head retention, mm-hmm. and just all of these um, sort of. Uh, Making making decisions without you know about a beer without even without even tasting mm-hmm. it. When is, the rubber hits the road, if you like it, it's a good beer. Right. For That's you. really what it comes down to. Yep. If you like it, it doesn't matter if it's a two dollar <clears throat> beer or a two hundred dollar beer. It does mm-hmm. not matter if the when the rubber hits the road. If you like it, it's good. Yeah. But I can see after we've discussed it a little why why color might be color of the beer might uh, might have something to do with it. I mean, it's it's, it's I, I have the analogy of of fragois because okay. fragois is basically like um it's goose liver, right? Yeah. Um it's delicious. Thanks for letting us know about that. But <laughs> it's also it's also cuz I'm having my chicken soup. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but it's also it's also um created in a very inhumane way Hmm. and so you have the people who are like oh it's delicious it has culinary aspects to it so i'm not going to have my precognitive notions going into this eating this thing right or there's people who are like oh i am completely against it i don't care how it it tastes or how it it is going to to it came oh no it's how it came to be is their biggest oh okay uh, like negative to the thing it's it's oh this is right inhumanely created i'm not gonna even try it right same sort of idea of oh it's a dark beer i'm not gonna even try it mm-hmm. because I've, it's I've because it's a dark that. beer mm-hmm. yeah i've heard people say that like i've been with people and they're just like well is this like what kind of beer is this and they're just like oh it's gonna be dark and they're like no i don't want it then yeah mm-hmm. well you know and i always have a problem with that i'm like well if you i mean if you don't know if you're gonna like it or not and they're always like yeah i just i don't ever like dark beers and so I was just like, well... You've tried every single dark beer Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then. It's like, like, I will at least give everything a try. Like, yeah. you know, if, like, we're out somewhere and and I'm with Chris and he hands me some triple, like, some crazy, like... Well, and if Chris says try it, you know. Oh, I'm going to try it. it. I mean, I'd blindly try anything <laughs> in a glass with Chris. So at this point, I'm just like, mm-hmm, that's okay. really delicious, great. Or no, I do not like that. C- congratulations that you get to drink that. Right. Um, but for me, it's, you know, it's not about what you know, the color of the of the beer itself, but I guess now that we have it in front of us, we need to start drinking. We're just building up do. this beer, and we're just going to have yep. to... I think a true connoisseur is going to try any beer. Just, you know, you can always say you don't like it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not unusual. And most of the craft beer... Um, houses in in this state anyway, you can always get a sample of. You don't like it, well, you just go to the next sample, right? And, yeah, and uh, you might find that your palate does acquiesce to some of these different beers that you can get. Again, it's all in your personal taste. It's, right. Nothing is good or bad. If it you like it, it's good. And can I we, can we just like also this. talk about the strong reaction? I think a lot of us are oh, having. You can see <laughs> on, uh, if you can imagine the expressions that are coming across everybody's face here. Ooh, wee. Oh my gosh, this is like a. I'm getting like a like a coconut maybe, and a chocolate. This is a heavy yeah. beer, and I don't like heavy beers, and I like this. Oh, Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. See, 
I find it to be, I find it, see, this is, see, I think it has a lot of flavor, but it's not a heavy beer. I would agree with you. I would agree so, with you, Katie. And the thing is, is that whenever I see a really dark, dark, dark beer, I always think it's going to be heavy. And that's not always the and case. And thick and syrupy. And, and I have and, to stop and, doing that. Ah, the, the preconceived perception. There you go. So we're going back. Yes. Yeah, I always but, think it's going to be like thick and molasses. And, yeah. And I don't like that. But this is a dark beer. That's got, yeah. But it's so, not heavy. It's, it's not nice heavy. It's just, light. It, but it has a lot of flavor to it. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of got some pizzazz. Zing. I would yeah. agree with you. A little zing Completely. to it. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. you said dark chocolate and coconut? Yeah, like, okay, so the reason I said coconut is it reminds me of a tropical flavor for some reason. Okay. And I'm just going with coconut. Yeah, I, it could be something else, but. Th- there's a sweet candy taste to this. Yeah, and it's. <laughs> I, get, I get a little bit of. Yeah, I, I would know. agree with you. Yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I would go, I'll go with you on coconut. Yeah, I don't know what it could, could I'm not be. Banana. Quite sure what it is, but <laughs> could, could yeah, be a banana, could be banana thing. Okay. That's kind of cool. You know, it could be a little banana esters in there. It uh, could be. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, not quite sure what I'm tasting it's here. Nice. Although the alcohol content really does rise above it mm. on your palate. Okay, it's nice. And what's odd is because it's only a 0.5 jump between the one we just had. Yeah. Yeah. So that but style. There's a yeah. There's a big difference. That style difference can bring out that ABV. And I, yeah. I always say on this, uh, it's not always, but as you turn up that dial of ABV, it almost kind of lifts everything up for the beer. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it separates the beer out flavor profile wise. You don't have this like super dense thing that you can't kind of discern where this is. It's very smooth yeah. though. Yeah. Very smooth. Yeah, you can't, you can't tell. Forgive There's me. A mix what did, of flavors here. Yeah, yeah. What'd you say this was again? This was a farmhouse stout ale. Okay. Yeah, because I'm getting both ends of the spectrum with the farmhouse. That's I think the farmhouse almost has the is where the the lightness mm-hmm. comes into play, and the stout is where all the flavor is. Okay, so farmhouse in almost like name and mouthfeel alone, mm-hmm. where flavor wise, it's just a stout. Is out. I'm picking up on more stout flavors than I am farmhouse, maybe, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. In the smell and the... Yeah. I mean, the look, definitely. Yeah. You can't really see it too well mm-hmm. out here. I think I've come to expect farmhouse to be a little bit tart. And I'm not sure why. See, I don't know. Now I'm picking up on some farmhouse on the nose. You know, like, I feel mm-hmm. like I've, I've kind of gotten this idea that farmhouse is going to be closer on the spectrum to a sour for me, maybe. With, 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 with as far as like, like, like tartness and sour goes. Mm-hmm. But this is not this is not that. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm This is kind of, for me, I wouldn't say this was a farmhouse. Like, you couldn't ask me in a quiz. I would definitely not pick this as yeah. a farmhouse. Not that yeah. it matters again, but I like it. I think it's good. I think it's really good. It's lighter than, a, than, than what I'm used to for a farmhouse ale. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Oof. Definitely, just it's, it's like it's it's nice because you get the stout notes, you get the roasty toasty, yeah, you it's get light some coffee, roasty yeah. toasty. But it's not so viscous and so heavy that it's just sort mm-hmm. of like it, it doesn't linger on the mouth. I think is what I'm nope. getting 
specifically. It doesn't it doesn't sit there on the palate as no, much as finish does not. Yep, you're right about that. As Which is a good thing. I hate it when things linger too long. Loiter. Seriously. No loitering. Just no, no loitering. loitering. Yeah. <laughs> Flavors. Experience it. Then let it go. Done. I don't like it when it stays too long. Wow. That's when you get that cloying thing in the back of your throat, mm. which is annoying. Now, do, now, do you think that the the little bit of the light, the light flavors, because the ABV may a little be be a little bit higher, and we're kind of um, get, getting that a little bit. Maybe I think more. Yeah. That's, that's a good. I think more towards the uh, the actual like farmhouse style. Okay. Probably more of the yeast, more of the grain used, more than the actual like ABV. Because really, on the on the grand scheme of scale, you know, if we're if we're talking extreme barley wine territory, we're talking like twenty, and then we're talking, you know, your Bud Lights, four point five. Right. So we're six and a half. Okay. So we're kind of we're not, not the too middle. much farther. No, but I mean, it's you specifically with some the beers that I've had in my life. There's not so much of a, a general progression. It's a lot of jumps between. Oh, you're going to be a lot of beers are going to be around six, six and a half, and then you're not going to have a ton that are like seven or eight. But then a lot. You then you're going to all have all of a sudden have ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. Yeah. So. I can see that. I actually, now that I'm sitting here and like like nose deep in this thing, um, I am picking up on so many more farmhouse <laughs> notes than I am stout. So it's really kind of interesting how you almost continue to drink this, and it almost goes back and forth. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And and with this with stouts in general, and I think it's almost because. This is the perfect kind of temperature that to get them at, almost because it's yeah. like not super super like refrigerator temperature. It's like at least like a little mm-hmm. bit warmer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. Stouts don't have to be extremely cold. No, mm-hmm. and they're almost better warmer. Warmer. Yep. Yeah. And with a nice warm bonfire, this is closer to a bonfire beer than what we had so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. All okay. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Breaking down that question a little bit. What What is a bonfire beer? Mm-hmm. I think we're getting there. I yeah. think, you know, I feel like we're kind of going down the... We're, we're on a steady scale here where, you know, the first one was... Eh, and then the second one was more so. And then this one, I feel like, is definitely like... Yeah. Just the smokiness of the fire kind of complements those darker flavors. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm just cozy right now. I just had a big old bowl of chili. Yeah, so that's what it is, <laughs> Christian. That is definitely what it is. This one has some smokiness to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, just uh, on the finish. Trying definitely. to figure out just what this is. It's, it's beer in the glass. <laughs> what I, well, now, what, what, would you say bottle, this? Right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you, uh, would you say this would ever be on tap somewhere? It's a collaboration. Mm, probably not. Probably not. So this is the only time you're going to get it is in a bottle like that. Yeah, I would say so. I would definitely say I'd buy a bottle of it. Mm-hmm. If I was to go like yeah. find a table, I would see that and I'd be like, yeah, I'll just take it. Because I don't know when I'm going to drink it. There's going to be a time where I'm at home, it's a little cold out. I'm going to say, all right, let's break that open. I'm going to go ahead and get that thing out. You yeah. know, Katie, what do you think? This it just keeps getting better for me. 
um, this being the third um, one we've tasted, it's uh, I like the second better than the first, and I like this one better than the second. I mean, you were ready for another bottle of this. I yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, I am. That little itty bitty bottle. Yeah. yeah like, no, I don't think it's a full uh, bomber in here. It's kind yeah. of a yeah. I would be. I would be happy to have that um, stocked in my fridge. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, fridge, fridge beer. Yeah, this would go well with with a uh, smoked salmon or you know, uh, interesting, ooh, good, mm, a yeah. good swordfish, uh, maybe teriyaki style, maybe not. I could um, just see that too. Smoked salmon. Mm. Smoked um, salmon. I would, I would drink this again. <laughs> yeah, this got yeah. a nice light, Absolutely. smoky flavor to it. Real smooth. You know, nothing to complain about on this one. Mm-hmm. All right. Last but not least. Well, it's hard to follow that. <laughs> so um, I'll just end it by saying that, yeah, I liked it. It's a little heavy for my taste, but I think paired with the right food, it would it would work well. Yeah, I think for, for me, this is a special occasion beer. This is not something that I would want to just pick up randomly, even just like to sell her or to like have mm-hmm. in my fridge this would be like i'm going somewhere i'm bringing something like this and it's i don't want to say i'm like it's it's good it's definitely definitely delicious it's not something that i would repeat it's not there's no repeatability for me yeah i get yeah. i get the specialness yeah. of the whole collaboration and i get that specialness of being a farmhouse stout but for me it's kind of a one-off so it's kind a one of, and done. You're not going to come back to this and find something else. No. Okay. I don't I think so. I mean, for me, it's just, okay. Great. Great. Good beer. Cool. All right. We are going to take another quick break and get another beer. Some more chili. More chili. More food. Or chicken soup. soup. More chicken soup. <laughs> okay. Either way. Whatever you want. And uh, we will be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to I'm No Expert, a craft beer podcast. I'm Chris Loudenslager, and this week on the show we are sitting outside, five of us. Five. Five people. The most the on most the show. Ever, yeah. The most on the show at any one point. The most you've ever Yay. had on the show, I think. And yeah. it's 41 degrees. 41 degrees outside. But we've got this lovely bonfire. Campfire. Campfire. Bonfire. Campfire. Bonfire. Who knows what the definition is? The question that we're asking this week are what beers qualify as a bonfire or campfire beer to have while you're sitting outside? We are on our fourth beer? Fourth beer. Number four. Quattro. Beer number four. Beer number four. This is from... This is the Hunter Vertical Series. This is Hunter Vertical Series Coffee. Oh. Uh, it's from 18th Street Brewing out of Gary, Indiana. Oh, good old Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? yeah. Nope. Okay, yeah. moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Continuing on here. Um, so what they did, this actually is a, uh, a milk stout blended with a Metropolis Coffee Company coffee out of Chicago. Um, it is at an 8.7% ABV. Moving on up. Whew. 
So it's a little bit more high octane. It smells really good. It smells great. Is there, oh, yeah. is there like a nice little wolf on that bottle? Um, two snakes. It smells two good, but snakes. you can't see oh. through it at all. It's like okay, really that sand sound. molasses. That, that, that SRM must be real high. That campfire light. Like, like um, 50, maybe? An SRM oh my of 50? Gosh, I am getting like a oh, wow. real strong coffee out of that. Woo! Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I could have that for breakfast. <laughs> Not at all. What it looks like. Put it in like a iced coffee cup and ready to yeah. go. Yeah, like, I, I could have, have it for go. breakfast. Thank me real quick wow. so I can drink this. Just, there we go. Wow. Oh, sweet mother. Oh yes. Wow. Mmm. 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 That could be a breakfast drink. Oh dear. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a that's that an is a. breakfast. That's like a. that a. is breakfast right in a glass. <laughs> yeah, like you don't actually need anything else. That wow. tastes wow, strikingly familiar to a like a cold brew on nitro tap. Yeah, the carbonation, the the bitterness of the of the coffee kind of synchronizes with the bitterness of the beer, so you're not having those two battle rather than being nice components of one another. I, I agree, Kristen. You got a raw coffee bean taste here. I don't get bitter yeah. at all, though. Nope, no, no bitterness. Spicy, a little bit spicy. Of course, I'm having a cigar with my beer. Spicy. But, okay. But uh, okay. Uh, that that might explain that. For me, it's just got a slight spiciness to it. Okay, I can see that. Now, this is what I would describe as a heavy beer. This just is a like, heavy beer. Just like in mouthfeel in general? Yeah. Hanging around? Yeah, oh, it's hanging. Yeah, and that's why... This is breakfast. This would be breakfast. Yeah, it's a meal in a glass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, milk stout, as by, like, definition, you're basically just act, adding, like, lactose sugars hmm. to the beer in general. That's kind of what's defining character between regular stout, how it's made, milk stout. And with coffee added, you've got a balanced breakfast. <laughs> It's interesting that you say that. I don't the, think Kellogg would say that. But, you know. <laughs> the uh, the lactose sugar that was, I guess that was something I should have said about the gingerbread brown. Is it on a little asterisk? When I was looking at the description, it said made with lactose sugar, mm. and I was like, neat. I didn't know what that meant, so I just thought, whatever. But it's do you, is that like a characteristic that makes a certain flavor profile? It, it, it definitely can. Um, I think that most brewers put it in there because people are lactose intolerant. Oh. Because some people's bodies just don't react well to lactose sugars being in there. Because the yeast doesn't eat everything in there. I mean, that's why we're still, still tasting the sweetness. It's like that milk sweetness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people who are lactose intolerant they need to know if that's in there because most people who are lactose intolerant can drink a, a ton of other beers, but anything that has lactose sugars in it, it's just well, there goes my gut. Like, bleh. okay. So, do you think characters like characteristically, it's if you were not have that in there, you would lose something in the beer. Is it necessary to get this product here, or is there like, would you say there's an alternative to lactose sugar? Yeah. I don't know if there is, because I think there's, like, milk sugar in general is just, you know, very unique. Yeah. I was just thinking of my, you know, some of my good friends that are lactose intolerant, and they're not going to be able to enjoy this delicious <laughs> beer. <laughs> I mean, but, they, they I mean, could. They could. I know, you know, they, they could 
they could definitely enjoy it. It'll be like the aftermath. True, true. And it's it's just sort of the. I, I think every beer that I've had that has like milk sugars in it, it's just a different sort of like viscosity. I find okay. it to be very creamy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Which would which would mm-hmm. address the viscosity. Yeah. Um, it is a little thicker, mm-hmm. a little creamier, mm-hmm. as you just said. Um, almost a dessert. Mm-hmm. But it's not syrupy. You know, no. I think that there's a difference. It's not There sticky. is a difference between it's just those that, things. That yeah. thickness is not <clears throat> molasses. It's just like a it's like a creamy thickness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not thinking molasses as much as sugarcane. Sure. Mm. That, you could that. you could put a okay. shot of that in your coffee in the morning like a Bailey's thing. Oh, you yeah. could put that in there instead of that be and you'd be good to go. I don't even know that you'd really I don't know that you'd really notice it. I'd put in like more a strong coffee enough in this. coffee. <laughs> I'd put more coffee in this. Yeah, like a little. Well, yeah, either way. Either yeah. way. Yep. Yeah. You, I don't know that you would notice either way, really. I mean, just, not, you would obviously notice. Just, just but. half and half. Just mm. half coffee, half stout. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Mm, it's going to be my breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> well, you, you also look at, you know, with the coffee flavor here. Ah, you could add a little Jameson's to this, to the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little, mm-hmm. little bourbon taste to this beer, and it wouldn't hurt it a bit. Yeah. That coffee taste would come right through. I think it would almost help it. Yeah, I think yeah. it would too. Get that AB, ABV up a little bit more, just, just you know, really bump, crank bump the, up the, that, the knob. Turn up that knob a little bit more. Yeah, because it is a little sweet. Yeah. For your, for your sweet. palate, it's For sweet. my yep. palate, yeah. Yep, it's a little sweet. A little sweeter than I care for. But not that sticky, cloying sweet, but it's still a little sweet. It's there. I, yeah. I like the yeah. coffee flavor to it. Mm-hmm. It definitely has a good coffee flavor to it. Not burnt coffee, just a good coffee flavor. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Metropolis Brewing Company or the Metropolis Coffee Roasters knew what they were doing when they brewed this coffee. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I think the one defining like adjective I would say is balanced, just well balanced. Okay. Yeah, I like between that. Between coffee and sweetness yep. and stout flavors and roastiness. Yep. It's it's very well across the board for me. Just like kind of like a nice sort of. <clears throat> And I, I think agree with I would too. agree with you on that, and I would say that that is true because once you taste it and swallow it, and you um, sit and and enjoy the the you know the aftertaste and whatnot, it all just kind of kind of blends and almost goes away, which is not a bad thing that it goes away because you don't want it to stick with you so long that you can't taste anything else. No. I mean, you were saying in the last segment that you don't like how if it lingers too much, too long, it's just not, it's not yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. Right. And this oh. is nice. It doesn't linger too long. You get Mm-mm. that full flavor, but it doesn't linger too long. It almost leaves you wanting to take another another sip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else getting that spicy? A little bit, just a slice? No, but I am. I'm actually reacting to it. I'm actually getting a little stuffy, to be honest with you. Not a cinnamon type spice, just a an allergic kind of reaction. Which makes me kind of wonder what else might be in this bad boy. Because yeah, I'm just getting a little. Sometimes hops makes me a little bit Mm -hmm. um, stuffed up. Hops will do that. Yep. Um, Yeah. I'm really not getting any spice notes though. No. 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 I can't. I can't define it. Nutmeg, cinnamon. That's just. That's. That's not it. But it just. It's got some sort of little bit of spiciness on the tip of your tongue there's a there's a dry bite right in like the middle of my tongue okay mm. 
So your I'm, mid your mid palate yeah. is getting that kind of. I don't know. Which would it, be good. Which would be actually appropriate because that's kind of where your bitterness comes up. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it is the bitterness. And a maybe lot of just... a lot of people describe dry as bitter. Hmm. So. Um, For lack of a better word, yeah, yeah. So if you're yep. getting that bitterness, it's the dryness that's coming through, which you're going to pick up on your mid palate for sure, or just confusing the two. Yeah, you know what's dry that. and what's bitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of sweet on the front, kind of dry in the middle, and a nice little. You just really that got that coffee in there. Only lingers yeah. for mm-hmm. a certain, for just a short time. Yeah, I like it. It's nice. Christian, you finished yours like alarmingly oh, oh, fast. Man. Was this like primo in your like oh, house right now? Oh, right here. Yeah. I, I wish I had some more, but <laughs> I love coffee. So that's pretty much my my whole thing. It's anytime you give me coffee, I'm good. Yeah. So, so yeah. if we have to ask the question, you don't have to ask the question. But I mean, I, I would definitely buy this again. I'm, I'm probably actually going to seek this beer out. Mm. Like I will probably try to go buy a bottle of it. Um, I, I just think it's really. You, I think you, you you nailed it. It's balanced. Like yeah. it's not too much coffee where you kind of lose the fact that you're tasting a beer, but it's not too much of a beer where you're like, well, I didn't really get a coffee. It's like right in the middle. They did a good job. Success. I'm going to give them money. Okay. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's really nice. Um, I think it is well balanced, but I I would have to um, say like you did last segment where I would only probably buy this for some kind of special occasion. Probably not something I would um, I would um, have on the regular, <laughs> like <laughs> Christian probably would. Um, but um, I think it would be nice paired with um, a nice breakfast or experiment with other types of um, liquors, things like that. But um, Probably not on a regular basis. Would I have? Would I buy this? Okay. I think if I, I think I'd like to try this with um, with the Belgian waffle with a little little cinnamon and butter. Ooh. I think this might. <laughs> we have pumpkin pie. <laughs> we have smoked <laughs> salmon. We've got we've got Belgian yeah, waffles. I can get back to the food, don't I? Oh, I am yeah. seeing a part, a side of my husband I have never seen before. <laughs> well, when you when you, it's always good to have a you know in in old world the old world you know they they drank their wines and their beers and their spirits with with food you know and and uh that's just the way it's supposed to be yeah you know and with coffee the 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 coffee flavor that's so strong in this i think you know good belgian waffle with some cinnamon and butter and yeah i think you're warming christian's heart over here oh yeah that's like exactly what i want right now now (laughs) Mm. i mean doesn't that sound good warm maple maple syrup on there oh my goodness definitely real maple syrup this isn't a cooking show. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, what do you think? I would, I would, um, I would have this. I would keep this. I would drink this. But I have to say, I would only drink it very, very cold. Hmm. Oh. oh okay. Yeah, that's different. That, um, yeah. It would have to be cold. But it, like, you would even. Add ice cubes to it, or well, I just... know that's like you know that 
Well, yeah. yeah. Or you would drink it. You can't it. see that, but I just did the X thing. Or you would um, drink it like little by little to keep it as cold as you can in your glass. Yes, yeah, I would keep it as cold as I could in my in my glass. Okay. Um, to me, it would be. I think if it was warmer, um, the flavor would become too sticky. Okay. Okay. Um, so. Mm, yeah. I personally would drink this, and I would buy it, but I would make sure that I drank it very, very cold. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. I think I, my, my final thoughts on this is that kind of taking a little bit of everybody's thing and, and uh, disagreeing, uh, I would drink it warmer. Wow. Um, I would not wow. drink it with food. Wow. And... I guess for, for I probably wouldn't. I the coffee notes are appreciated. Okay. Mm. It just doesn't do anything for you. Like it's not doing anything for right. you. It's great that it's there. It's would great. you feel different if it was on a nitro tap? Uh, I don't know if it would be any different viscosity wise on a nitro compared to a bottle, based on what it, what I'm what I've had so far. Okay. Um, because this series, this. Um, from from 18th Street, when I was told I got it, the most popular one is the vanilla, mm. and I debated whether or not to get vanilla or coffee. Mm. Mm. Vanilla yeah. is the more popular flavor, apparently in this series to okay. get. Oh, that makes sense. So, so, not- <clears throat> so would you think this would be a good after dinner beer? Yeah, I think this is for me. My like stout drinking profile is. By itself, slightly warmer. Yeah. Held up by a fire, as we are. You know, that's in like by itself, just to like appreciate the stout as it on its own because it is so heavy mm-hmm. normally. I mean, this one isn't the full heaviest. Of yeah, full of flavor. It's like you, you kind of have to think about it a little bit more and kind of dissect it a little bit more and kind of sitting with it when you're going back and forth between beer and food and beer and food and you're kind of. You're having one flavor, and then you're kind of mixing it with another flavor, and like alcohol flavors mix differently with food flavors, and you have your palate kind of. It's always it's never going to taste the same twice, either. right? But you also have to remember or do some research in figuring out on the molecular level what beers are better, warm or chilled, right. room temperature. You know, similar to wines, what 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 wines are better at a room temperature as opposed to That's a true. chilled wine, and it's all in the molecular level right. because the temperature of the wine is going to release the molecules that will then let you experience a totally different thing if something is chilled as opposed to room temperature. If it should be room temperature and you've chilled it, or it should be chilled and you're, it's at room temperature, whatever you know your your combination of things, beer's got to be the same way. Yeah. So yeah. if you're going to have a, you you need to look into whether or not a beer, like you said, you would prefer this warmer. I would prefer it chilled. Personal taste. Oh yeah. But which is the better way of actually experiencing? what you can get out of that beer. 
yeah. flavor wise. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it's it, it's a one part personal preference, and mm -hmm. it's one part scientific. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of how do you right. weigh the two back and right. forth in right. your own palate? And of, again, it goes back to what you like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's a fundamentally. Do you not like it? Do you like it? That's right. The the basic question essentially. All right. Well, I think we are going to take a quick break and grab our last beer of the show. Yay. Last beer of the, the show. One, the one that I'm most excited about. Oh, Ooh. okay. And okay, so, then so are we. Everybody's excited. <laughs> we are going to warm this fire up. And uh, we will be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to I'm No Expert, a craft beer podcast. This week on the show, we are sitting outside in the Indiana fall weather next to a lovely bonfire. And we have five people on the show. Okay, one more time so everybody can go. I'm going to point at you and you're going to say... Hi, I'm Sherry. Mark. Katie. Those are my parents, by the way. <laughs> and Christian. I'm here. So we are determining whether or not what makes a good bonfire beer, what makes a good sitting outside next to a fire beer. We are on our fifth and final beer, fitting because we have five people on the show. Yeah, I did not plan that. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, our fifth and final beer for we'll say, yeah. this episode is from Indiana City. It is called Double Utter Cut. Did you say utter? Utter. As in a cow's udder? Like as in a cow's udder. Oh. It is a milk stout as well. Okay. Not a coffee milk stout, it's just a milk stout. 10% ABV. Wow. Mm. So this is the highest octane that we've had. Um, at a 64 IBU, and it's a limited release, only released this year during Halloween. Oh, wow. Really? So that is the, it's kind of a special edition for the season. We can hear a plane. <laughs> We're outside. You see the stars. There you go. I'm actually looking forward to this because Dad and I had the pleasure of visiting Indiana City Brewery um, just a few weeks ago and was quite impressed with their selection of beers. Um, didn't get around during the holiday of Halloween, um, but um, yeah, I'm excited to try this. All right, let's cheers around. Cheers. 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 Okay, immediately on the nose, it's very molasses, very caramel, yep. very heavy. Uh, color is very dark. Viscosity while pouring is also very thick. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can it's tell that black. by looking at it. If you swirl it in your glass, it sticks to the side, has legs on it, which is... What, 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 for the listeners, legs are... From the when, wine world. When you swirl it. That's the alcohol it, content. When you swirl it in the, and there's legs that come down on the side of the glass, or um, legs, uh, almost like rivulets, mm. you know, that come down on the side of the glass will indicate either the alcohol content or the sugar content in 
in your beverage. Okay. Um, it's pretty thick. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot to this. Definitely. Yeah. Christian, what do you think over there? Um, well, <laughs> I can definitely taste the ten uh, percent. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's hard for me to to really differentiate like each individual component of this this beer. Like we've kind of been dissecting some of the yeah. beers we've been tasting. For me, this is like I don't even wanna know. <laughs> you know, like like it's just a good. I feel like it's a good dark molassesy kind of sticky. Is that a word? Molassesy, probably. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is now. We're gonna we're gonna coin that term, trademark. Um. You know, it's not something I can drink as quickly as I could have drank the, the coffee beer that we had right before this one. Um, I'm going to have to sip on this, which is not a bad thing, but it's definitely, for me, an after-dinner dessert because it mm. tastes a little bit to me like hot fudge. Definitely after-dinner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like hot Cheers. fudge. Assuming you're yeah. not so stuffed with food that you can actually take this afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You wouldn't want to eat like a huge heavy, meal. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty heavy after, yeah. after dinner. Katie, what do you think? Um, I would probably agree with Christian where I don't really even want to dissect it. Um, but I do think that the, that um, it's kind of everything that you would expect out of a... You said this was a milk stout, right? Right. Everything you would expect out of a milk stout, heavy... Um. Uh, you know, high alcohol content, very, very thick, you know, creamy, kind of all of the above, everything that you would expect. So nothing really surprises me here. Um, but um, would I would I just open this up to just pour it and enjoy? No, probably not. But I mean, okay. But it's a milk stout, yeah. you know. So it's I, to me, there's just no surprises. It tastes wonderful for a milk stout. But, um, yeah, it just kind of is what it is. Okay. Mark, what do you think? Well, considering the fact it's 40 degrees outside, this thing is ice cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I tell you, it's got a, man, on my palate, it's got a, um, almost like a bourbon, an apple bourbon aftertaste to it. It's, um, it's definitely thick. And that alcohol content comes through, but uh, very smooth. It is smooth. Um, I'll say that. Yeah. Kind of just uh, a, a thick, oh, I don't know what I want to say, woody, leathery taste to it. Mm, yeah. Um, but that, that <clears throat> kind of bourbon, apple bourbon the aftertaste. The apple thing is... Right really comes through. Can't I mean, get away from that. Appley taste to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah, like a caramel apple, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's yeah. almost like that's burnt suits. caramel apple. Yeah, like a chard. Yeah, I would go with that. If you like, you are holding it over the fire. Yeah. For a little bit, got a little toasty. Yeah, get a yeah. little charcoal flavoring yeah. on yeah. there. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. I would tell you, this would be great with to make a float with. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> mm, oh, yes. My, put ice cream in there. Hot. Make a float. Dough. <laughs> and then you have dessert. Yep. Oh, I agree. That, that, is, that, would that, be, is, 
that would be it right there. Yep. Now that might know. not that might not set well with the beer connoisseurs out there with ice I cream don't in your know. beer. But well, <laughs> it's a float. You but know? Uh, you got a good point um, there. I, I, in other words, I would have it for dessert, definitely, and either pour it over ice cream or add ice cream to it and uh, enjoy it that way, I yeah. think. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I, I agree. It's, it's thick. It's, uh, and maybe, I don't know, you, you know, like we talked about earlier, that sometimes you want your stouts a little warmer. Um, given the atmosphere we're in here, that's not an option. We can put it in the fire to sort of uh, just yeah, just we put can it up there just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, toast uh, it up on the yeah. fire. I've got mine a little bit closer to the fire now, so I'm going to leave it there until the very end, and I'm going to take a sip and see if it's any better or any warmer, I should say. Yeah, but that toasted apple is coming through. So, with the five beers that we've had, I, maybe maybe not have to like specifically pick out the out of the five which ones you guys thought were appropriate for the evening because my idea is we're drinking beer i mean it's it's appropriate for the evening that's fine um what kind of just general like flavors thoughts ideals out of a beer would kind of merit itself to the warm and fuzzies yeah the warm (laughs) you know this this time of year like Transitioning into colder months, you know, being next to a warm fire. What what out of these beers kind of jumped out at you, like element wise? I was like, oh, I'd like that, or I'd like this, or I don't like that in some kind of beer, like around this season. Well, I can I can actually just say right off the bat that I think it was a great choice to get a variety of stouts. So I didn't think about it before, but I think stouts to me would be um, or variety of stouts you know, even with the different flavors that we've had are, are probably appropriate for something like a bonfire or something that'll uh, get you a little bit warm on the inside. Oh, I thought that evil twin black IPA would, uh, that would be good. I could, I could have that again. And that ginger, the uh, Triton with that ginger snap taste to it. Yeah. I, I think a warm fire would suit that one. This is also always the moment of the show where I wish we could just go back right. and retaste. Go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, or just have, just do like round two and retaste everything that we had. Um, I still would almost like to just have a little bit more of that farmhouse stout um, that, that we tried. Because um, I think I was actually, that's the one that I'm, that keeps coming to mind that um, was really nice going down, had a lot of. Um, flavor qualities to it was probably the most enjoyable for me. Um, but this last stout kind of also gives me the warm and fuzzies too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not against the apple and the bourbon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember which one's which. That's okay. Because I don't remember the <laughs> order that we did it. But if I remember right, I think the second one. Do you remember which one that was? That was the evil. T- that was, that was the evil, evil twin. twin. I think that's the one that the black IPA that, that sticks out with me the most, um, for my own personal taste. Uh, if I remember right, it wasn't. I mean, it was just that good balance. It wasn't too heavy. It wasn't too light. It wasn't too sticky. It wasn't too. You know, it just had that nice balance to it. Yeah, I would agree with personal that. Personal favorite. That would be mine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think we did a really good job with having these particular beers here 
I don't think anything was out of place. You know, I, I don't think we had one that was an outlier that would say, like, you know, like, that's definitely not a bonfire beer because everything we've had so far has been really good. It's been what I feel like I could drink at a bonfire. Like, if you were to give me any of these, I'd be happy with it. My oh, personal yeah. favorite was the coffee, you know, mm-hmm. from 18th Street was what it was, right? Mm-hmm. And just being that where I felt that one was probably the most satisfying for me. And that's what I want to feel if I'm in a bonfire. Like, if I'm in a bonfire, I'm, I'm going to sit down in a chair, and I'm going to I'm gonna just get stuck there in front of the fire, put my leg up, <laughs> and then just get into it. As you it, are just, now. As, as I am right now, now, and yeah. I'm just going to sit here and keep, keep warm and drink something. And I feel like that was the easiest for me to kind of yeah. put away. Now, this, the one that we're currently drinking, is a very close contender because it's for me it's a sippable it's kind of slowing me down a little bit where I have to kind of pace it out and I guess and I think that that's and and, uh, I guess that was kind of my I I really liked the farmhouse stout which one was that again the um the still water the still water thank you um because I think that was the most um that was really easy going down I like the flavor combinations I like what was happening on the palate but then I can agree with Christian where this stout um, is just um, you take it slow, you take it easy, you're mm-hmm. nice and cozy, comfy, warm, and you've got a nice heavy stout in your hand at the same time. And so, yeah, I want to put this in a mug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those yeah. two yeah. are sort of um, on par with me. You know, two different directions, but um, you could almost take this and heat it up, almost like a spiced wine. And heat it up and kind of get really warm and cozy with it. That's what I was. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. 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 It kind of leans back to my uh, bourbon and scotch yeah. roots there with with those tastes that I'm I'm getting with this particular stout that we have here. Um, not as not near as sweet as the uh, the last one we have. From, coffee. From, yeah, with the coffee. And, yeah, that this one is more of a. It's, I think this one's closer to a traditional stout with a higher ABV to it. And, uh, yeah, I could I could drink this one again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I think it all it all kind of... It, it, it A, boils down to personal preference, but I think there's just some sort of... The time of year kind of dictates... Oh, absolutely. ...when yeah. certain beers and yep. kind of fall into their element. And I think this is kind of the, the pinnacle time. If you go back and listen to the, the, the Pumpkins episodes where we do all their pumpkin beers... Yep. That's leading up to this time of year. I'd rather have these types of beers than I would some of those pumpkin beers, even though mm-hmm. those are almost at, like, peak time right now. And it's... It's just sort of that transition period between, you know, warmer fall to cooler fall, I guess, that we get in Indiana specifically, mm-hmm. where this is, it's, you go out and now there's frost on your car in yeah. the morning, yeah. which yeah, is awful. Yeah, good frost but, this morning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's just kind of those those different, like, flavor notes, and I think, but for me, it's nice that it's not overly holiday-y, Christmas-y-y. Yeah. Spice not, notes because we're not quite ready for that. Right, yet. we're not ready for that that yet, that mm-hmm. craziness yet. But it is, it is just kind of that little like that limbo time. Mm-hmm. I really just really dislike how most of us just flat out skip over fall, mm-hmm. and then it's that transition mm-hmm. season that has so many wonderful elements to it that just 
we just seem to want to rush through it to get to the holiday season and i I just think it's from halloween to christmas yeah i just think it's totally disappointing fall with thanksgiving and all that that and literally today tonight this all of this is like ideal for me especially this time of year but even year round if i had to pick a moment kind of in time you know i i'd be yeah pour me a good stout in front of a bond slash campfire um with you know friends and family just chit-chatting i mean it would just be it would just be ideal so yeah i just i just hate to skip skip past that and skip over it don't skip fall i think that's the the defining message don't skip fall fall is the best time of the year well you don't you won't skip it if you don't fall into the media bullshit right (laughs) just do your own thing and enjoy it don't get wrapped up in me, it. Me and Katie are experimenting over here. We've we put our you put your glasses, glasses up to the fire, to the see fire. how long it's going to take. Well, it's warmer now. My glass is hot. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and it's, it's uh, I think it's better. Yeah, better. I do. I think it's better yeah. too. Okay. I think it's definitely added a like. It makes me want to sit back more. Like mm. It makes me want to just kind of cup it. It's almost like that nice hot chocolate type. Um, yeah. Type feeling again, I, I'm going to say hot fudge. Okay. Yeah. We're kind of like it gets you in your yeah. throat. Like I, I almost want this to be hot, and I'll have like a luke, not lukewarm, but like room temp cup of water mm. right over there. So when it gets to be a little too much, drink a little water, reset, keep going. Yeah, yeah. It's almost, it's almost like you know, Sherry, you said the uh, like a spiced, spiced wine. And uh, right. last week on the show, we had Witch's Brew. Oh, good, good wine. Oh, that's um, a good wine. Which, yeah. is, which is very good. And the only way that you can actually listen to that segment of the show is becoming a patron. Um, you go to patreon.com slash noexpertshow. Donate anything uh, that you feel is fair. A dollar, 25 cents, five dollars. Ten dollars? Ten dollars is good? Ten dollars is good. That helps support <laughs> the show. Uh, every single week, patreon.com slash show. You get exclusive content, like all of our exclusive bonus beers that only are available for patrons. Literally, like, you cannot get them if you're not a patron. Um, you get the regular shows, but all this extra content, kind of off-the-cuff, after-dark episodes, is patreon.com slash show. You can also follow us on social media by going to twitter.com slash show, Facebook dot com slash no expert show and you could subscribe to the show listen to all of our past episodes including our epic pumpkin beer extravaganza of an entire month by going to no expert show dot com that's no expert show dot com subscribe hit that little button on itunes and everything um everyone here thank you for uh, coming on the show this week thank you for having us it was great we had a great time this is really great and uh, good beers, good good beer. Good. Get yourself a bonfire and, yeah. and a few good beers and enjoy good, it. Good company yeah. too. Good company. Yeah. Drink responsibly and bonfire responsibly. As well. There you go. So, right, there you know. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks so much for you for downloading the show. And I will see you next week. <laughs>